Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends. This is Dave Denniston, and welcome back to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Again, this is Dave Denniston, your host, and in this episode, I just want to say thank you to everyone that sends encouraging feedback. In particular, I'd like to highlight two people who wrote a review on iTunes. DAS1383, who said, this is a must listen and a must read for docs. He said, Dave's book and podcast have opened my eyes to a lot of the ways to set my family up to be sound financially. Thank you, DAS1383. Appreciate that. Also got a review from Dr. Mom90212. Good dollar advice for docs. Fun interviews, practical advice. Thanks for your hard work. No, thank you, Dr. Mom. Appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every person that listens to this podcast. You guys make it worth it because this is your podcast. And I just want to say, feel free to reach out anytime. I know you're super busy. I am too, but it means so much to hear from you, whether it's a review on iTunes or you connect to me on LinkedIn and send me a message or you send me an email, dave at drfreedompodcast.com. I love doing this for you and I love hearing from you. Well, my friends, with some of that housekeeping out of the way, today I want to talk about a subject that could be a little touchy. We look at saving, we look at spending, and it's like they're two sides of the same coin, right? We, we say, well, when is spending a good idea? And I want to put this thought forward. In terms of spending, I want you to think about this question. Where does giving fall in? Is giving a form of spending? So I'm going to tread some dangerous ground here today, and this might be touchy for some of us. Giving and faith. I'm titling this podcast, My Faith and My Finances, because today I just want to talk about the lens of my worldview. And I'm going to get real. I'm going to get raw about what happens in my house. And I really want you to think about this question. How much do you give to others? Let me rephrase that. Maybe a better question might be, how much should you give to others? So much of this podcast is helping you slash your debt and slash your taxes and get you to retirement. But I think we have to focus on this question of, should that be our sole focus? How does stuff like paying for our kids' education come into play here? So these are tough questions, my friends. And of course, we're each brought up differently with an assortment of values. And certainly these values guide and direct our thoughts. I know my business partner, Roger, he and his wife, they give small amounts of money to dozens of organizations. They give to environmental causes and social causes and pretty much any cause that seems worthy. Is that the right thing to do? Well, what is the right thing to do? So you may be asking, well, Dave, how do you think of giving? And for me, giving is an important part of my faith. 
And so for me and my family, that means we have that much less to save. And we sacrifice in other areas in order to make giving happen. So full disclosure, my wife and I, we tithe 10% of our net income to our church. Maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking that's too much. Well, we do more than that. We give another $1,500 a year as a scholarship to the business school at our alma mater, Seattle Pacific University. And you may be wondering, well, why do you do this? Why, why is this something that is important to you? And obviously, there, there's an impact on our retirement, right? I mean, if we didn't do that, we would be saving 20, 30% of our income rather than 10 to 20. So it means we're sacrificing and having to work longer in order to give. But for me personally, I believe that when you give, that you receive. Now, let's be real, right? This may be a form of financial blessing, but maybe it's a social blessing. Maybe it's just a, a mental blessing. Maybe it's an attitude. And for me and my family, I know I've decided in my heart, in my mind, that this giving, it's, it's a lifestyle. And I don't give because I have to. I don't give because I'm under some edict that I'm going to go to hell, the bottomless depths, if I don't. We give because we want to make a difference and because we believe in the cause. For us, we give because we believe that generous people will prosper. And we give because we've given, been given so much ourselves, and we believe that there's a responsibility to give back, like Peter Parker, right? With, with great power comes great responsibility. So for us, that, that's ingrained for our family. And I think even more importantly for our situation, that we believe we don't want to become too tied and too dependent on money because money can come and go. Income can change. And uh, it would be easy to get caught up in the love of it. And for me, the church that we're a part of, hey, I'm proud of it. We as a family, we're proud of it because the church, it doesn't just speak to us. It helps people all over the community and even all over the world. There's this great vision that we rally around. Of course, they have wonderful kids programs, and we connect with leadership. We meet with them, gather thoughts, get their support. And so we give not only with our financial resources, which is important, but we give with our resource of time. I personally volunteer as a security team member. My wife, she volunteers on the praise and worship team. And so this choice of giving, it's weird, right? You know, we get this picture of religion as though church is asking for everything from us. It's like we get this picture in our mind that they want to squeeze pennies out of us to pay the pastor or to funnel money to someplace else. And there's many cases where people and churches have been negligent with that money. And that's a risk that we take. But it comes back for, for me and for us that money, or more exactly, the love of money is the root of all evil. But yet, you think about that, well, if that's the case, then why should you have any money at all, right? Shouldn't we just sell of our possessions and give them to the poor? Shouldn't we be like preaching on the street corner? Well, number one, I think that's a horrible way of <laughs> reaching out to people. Uh, that's not for me. Um, it, it's a tough question, right? Uh, am I not tied to money and planning for retirement? Am I not saving up when I could be doing more with what we do save? But 
For me, I think it comes down to making smart choices about your money. And I believe that by us saving now and reinvesting into the future, by keeping the majority of our assets right now, that giving everything away isn't the right answer because we can sow more into the future. We can reinvest and make our money grow bigger and bigger and bigger to the point that at some point, hopefully, we are multimillionaires. So our kids won't receive a multimillion dollar inheritance. We're going to give it away like Warren Buffett or Bill Gates. Now, at the same point, right, if, we, if we're hoarding it all, if we don't give now, we aren't practicing a spirit of giving. And I know many folks, they keep on delaying and delaying and delaying and never establishing a habit of giving. And instead, you know, it's like we could cling to what we got, never wanting to give it up until the day I die. And we keep on saying, oh, tomorrow I'll do it. When I'm in a better position, then I'll give. And I think people with good hearts, they, they delay, they delay, delay, always intending for tomorrow, but that tomorrow never happens. So for me and my family, ultimately we choose to give now on top of saving now. And we give now because we support the mission and the cause. And rather than just talking about it, we want to put dollars where we speak, where our mouths are, where our hearts are located. Because if we don't, then the causes we care about will have that much less to do to make a difference with. You might be sitting here thinking, man, you, you're a sucker. You know what? I'm good with that. That's all right. I, I also think there's actually just a far more practical reason to give as we do. I believe that this forces my family and I to live on less. We have to live leaner. We have to live meaner in order to make this giving happen and to save for retirement. So let's just say worst case scenario, everything is going to the pits. Everything's falling apart. Our income drops. Our, our giving would drop too. But we could survive on a smaller budget. Now, don't get me wrong. This would be painful, but we could figure it out better. We'd have be used to that discretionary money, if you will, of giving could get cut. And this, my friends, this is the reason why, for me and my family, we believe in being debt-free, particularly consumer debt-free. We don't have car loans. We don't have student loans. This additional budget affords us the opportunity to give more. But listen, I got to be honest. The giving spirit becomes a sticking point in our marriage and sometimes a sore, sore point in our marriage because my wife wants to give more than I do. Yep, that's right. She wants to give more than I do. So this isn't all rainbows and sunshine and, and uh, everything's perfect in our house uh, despite our giving spirit. It's a conversation we grapple with. You know, when is enough enough? How much of our retirement should we sacrifice to support causes that are important to us? My wife, she believes that off of our business income, we should tithe off of the revenue, not net income. And she goes and tells me outright she disagrees with what we're tithing. She doesn't think we're doing it right. Now, let me just say my, my wife is an incredible giving spirit. You know, she is someone that has a heart for people. You know, she, she would give and give and give and give some more. Meanwhile, my tendency 
would be to tend to hoard. And, and so I think that's what's beautiful about our marriage and about my wife. Um, she just is an incredible, incredible person. But nonetheless, as we have these conversations from time to time, which happened not too long ago, I, I swear you could hear a pin drop. The room is just deathly silent as tension crackles in the air. And, and frankly, you know, I get defensive. And I have thoughts going on in my head. Hey, like, I'm the breadwinner of, of my house. Um, couldn't we do something else to give? And I know if, if I spoke some of the thoughts that happened in my head, you know, we wouldn't have too much fun because, you see, my wife, she isn't in a quote-unquote traditional job that pays hourly. She has a bunch of side hustles and side gigs that she's doing. And the reason for that is because she was just so unhappy with some of the stuff she's done, and I supported her in that. And so this, this leads to tension in our relationship. And we have this, this duality between the two of us. You know, I want to save more. I want to be completely debt-free with our mortgage and the business debt and stuff we do have. And I don't mind giving a little more as a part of that, but she wants to do more. So it's definitely a point of tension. And I know several people have told me a happy wife is a happy life. And so I, I think for us, um, coming to that point of agreement is so important, which maybe I don't go all the way over. She does. She doesn't come all the way over. I do. And I know that many physicians struggle with these similar thoughts when you have a sole breadwinner family or even a dual breadwinner family because one person has one opinion about how to do it here, another person has another opinion about to do it here. And my friends, I don't have any major answers except I would strongly suggest to find a point of agreement in your relationship and to find some place of, of compromise. For us and our family, she agrees, hey, I'm, I'm happy that we're giving. Maybe it isn't what I want it to be, but she's good with it. And I agree, you know what, I'm going to let you pursue your passions and, and your things that, that you want to pursue. And we'll give that tithe that we do to our church, plus we'll give a little bit more on top of that, but not as much as she wants. So my friends, this can be messy, um, but we can do it, and it's so important in a relationship to, to find that balance. And so, my friends, just, just a, some final thoughts for you. Giving is absolutely a sacrifice. And maybe you're giving to friends or to family or to your church as we do or to other organizations. But maybe you aren't. And I want to encourage you to examine your heart. If you are giving, why are you doing that? Alternatively, why are you not giving? And what is guiding those principles. What are you willing to sacrifice, my friends, in order to make an impact on this world? And lastly, how would that impact your retirement? So I'd love to hear from you. I would love to know what you think. I would love to know how giving impacts you and your family and how that, that question revolves around it, how you think of it. Um, I encourage you to check out an article from Physician on Fire that he did, which talked about his giving spirit and how he and his family are trying to impact through this world through a donor-advised fund. So check out that article. We'll have it in the show links. I look forward to hearing from you and your comments, and I hope more than anything else in this podcast today that you hear my heart 
and where I'm at on it. This is not meant to be judgmental uh, on wherever you're at because you do so many great things for the community just in being a physician. But uh, take some time to examine yourself. Take some time to, to think about where you are and where you want to go. Thank you again so much for listening, for spending time with me in this highly compressed schedule that you have. And I'll look forward to talking to you next time. For the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Denniston. Remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. <laughs>